Punch and Roll Podcast. My name is Will Lewis. I'm here with your co-host, Katie Lee and Roland Wiley. Hello, hello. And welcome back. Um, well, today, I, I thought that we... We yeah. got onto that thing about asking me the difference between union and non-union. That's kind of a <laughs> empty so, so, question. But, but you know what, though? Some people don't know that, and they... I mean, especially if they've just come over here, they're wondering, well, what's the difference or what is, and like I said, I, I, I play on the side of naivety because some people just don't know that. That's I mean, good. I mean, and, and to know how do you get into the union? Yeah. Are you in the union? No, yeah. because I've tried even as a background for motion picture and trying to get those SAG vouchers. <sighs> is, Have you ever had lines? No, I've had walk-ons and I've, yeah. but that's about it. But yeah. man, trying to get those vouchers and and Will, you could actually share what it's like in the South because it's very different from here. Oh I yeah, think. we could we could continue mm-hmm. our next thing to talk about that because yeah. Will, yeah, you do yeah, know yeah. as an actor, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, like, okay. do you feel the presence? Of, I mean, to be a professional in this town, you are would. You'd want to be a member of the union, okay. a union actor. Mm-hmm. It says a lot. I mean, it's like your credential. It's like a plumber if they're a part, you know, a member of right. the plumbers union or whatever. Yeah. It's how they. I mean, it, it, it says something about your professionalism, and it also, of course, shows that you're affiliated with, you know, right. other that, people. That and, credibility kicks and, in, and and and. Professionalism, not just what you can deliver, but professional that you take your career seriously, and that's what you do for a living. Mm. Right. Yeah. Uh, and Louisiana is one of those right to work states. So, does the so, idea, the question of you being a union job, ever come up there? Uh, it does. You know, I've done. I've done over a hundred. Not over a hundred. How many have I done? I've worked background in a lot of films because that's where a lot of motion pictures are filmed now yeah. because of the tax credits here in Louisiana. Mm-hmm. So Because Green Lantern was filmed out there. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. I did like three weeks on Green Lantern as background. Did you? Oh. Yeah. Yeah. And we did. <laughs> let me tell you, we did one scene where every day we were sprinting away from the monster. That was 11 days. So of do you mind me asking what would they pay somebody to be? It's minimum wage. Mm-hmm. Now, what is minimum wage there? I'm curious because I'm not sure. It's it's like what it works out to. It's like uh, it's like eighty for tw- eighty dollars for ten hours or something like that. Wow. Yeah, it's like it's it's nothing. It's just beans. Mm-hmm. But you know the 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 thing with the movie industry mm-hmm. is that you have so many people who are so excited about being in a movie. Oh yeah. They'll go out and they'll do this and they'll just do whatever and they'll keep coming back day after day after day. And even if they don't come back, mm-hmm. guess what? They have these uh casting agencies have just rows and rows of background artists they can call. And and in fact, that's what they do. In the mornings, they'll, 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 you know, wait a certain time, past call time. If a, if a certain number of people haven't shown up, they'll start going down their list, calling people and doing a rush call to get people to fill in. And, and that's a huge difference from getting paid several hundred dollars yeah. a day as a union yeah. extra. Because, Will, I've, I've, I've done what you've done, Will. I did that with, um, it was Triple X State of the Union, where the second one, since Vin Diesel did not want to be a part of it, because he wanted more money, they brought in Ice Cube. 
And I was on that set in downtown LA for about a week. And yeah, you get paid next to nothing for it, but it was an opportunity to connect. I mean, I got an opportunity to talk with Willem Dafoe and just figure out what his insight was on his, his journeys through film and just finding out what, what it takes and talking about SAG and the benefits of that and trying to get into it. And there's a journey. There's a, I mean, if you're starting out in in the entertainment industry, you're not going to be in the union. So Mm -hmm. you start out doing whatever you can do, but the goal used to be to get into the union. Yeah. Um, And of course, if you're a face actor, (laughs) that's pretty important. Very important, Mm -hmm. I I think, uh, because you can't get away with being non-union as easily as you can as a voice actor mm-hmm. because nobody sees you. Right. Now, Roland, in California, aren't background uh, artists in the union? No. Some are. Some They're are. Not. Yeah, some are. I mean, I'm I'm not. I'm st- Because I did it during my college years, my college summers. That's what I was doing because it the hours were flexible enough and I could commit to long hours mm-hmm. and it was fine. <laughs> But my aunt was an extra her whole career. I have she retired pension in, in this Screen Actors Guild. She was an extra on General Hospital. For, oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, so yeah. that's a career. Oh, it can be. It can definitely be a career. I mean, if there's bowling and for a TV sitcom or something, I'm usually called, which is great because I love bowling and it's not you're not asking me to do anything out of my boundary. I just bring my equipment and oh, bowl. How funny. But those are fun opportunities, too, because people are like, oh, you're a bowler. You're a serious bowler. I said, yeah, I've bowled for 20 years. I bowled for colleges and got scholarships. I'm like, no. Wow, that's great. But, yeah, the opportunities are there. But, yeah, it's the non-union thing. There's a lot of people there that are aspiring screenwriters and all that that are trying to get into SAG. That being said, there's a very, very talented fellow I met a couple of years ago, and his dream has always been to be a voice actor. He has a day job, and he... His, he was absolutely determined to get an agent and get represented properly, and he wants to do voiceover only, you know, legitimately. I, I use that term loosely, but as a, you know, doing union work. And he hasn't done anything that wasn't, you know, and he just got an agent. He's just, you know, working it, working it, working it, getting his demo, meeting people, finally got representation and hopefully he'll you know and having that focus i believe that because he's very talented he'll succeed in that area and maybe just be able to work union forever that would be wonderful mm-hmm. um yeah. anyway uh yeah the right to work so just because i know this podcast can go out anywhere um well just Tell me when you when you're in a state like that, do they? Because the main actors in a lot of movies are union. So how do they hire non-union and union at the same time? Mm. Yeah, they have. Um, well, the uh, uh, the background actors in a movie are handled by a different casting agency than the speaking actors in a movie but the payroll people are all the same aren't they uh i don't know about that i'm not i don't think so i don't think so because the 
whenever someone has a speaking role, they usually have a different form, a different, uh, you know, form that they have to fill out. If Contract. they're a day player, you know, right. they, they, they have a different form they have to fill out from the background actors. So it's probably going to a different payroll, through a different payroll company. Because to, in order to be a union uh, production, mm -hmm. I, I would think everything has to be done according to union rules. Hmm. Well, would that be? But the it, case but you're in a, a different state, so it yeah, may. That's why I'm, I guess yeah. you know that's how so, it used to be here. But if you're in different places, yeah. so people, um, you know, I, I guess it's just a different vibe depending on where you live. Yeah. Yeah, and you asked what factors into someone's consideration about whether or not to join the union or, or, or not. I want to talk about people who are on, on the bubble. That is, actors who maybe have come up doing background work like Brad Pitt did or um, uh, Ben Affleck and Matt Damon. Oh, What's Ben Affleck? Yeah, those oh, two excellent guys. voice actors. Yeah, great voice actors, all pretty boys. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, they started out as background actors and... Mm -hmm. I, you know, there are a lot of actors that I know here in Louisiana who are, you know, are trying to, they're, they're right there on that bubble. Maybe they've had one or two speaking roles or one or two lines in movies. You know, they, 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 they showed up for work as a background actor. The director liked their look. They picked them to, to, to say a certain line and they got sagged uh, for that day. They got the sag rate for that one day. Mm -hmm. And, and they, you know, it's interesting because once they do that, once they cross over to sag, they can't work on the production anymore. Yep. Not okay, so that does apply union-wise, that once you're in the union, you're not to work non-union? That's right, on, this, on that production, that's right, yep. And, and, and so, but one of the things that, that I hear the, the, in the conversations about whether or not they want to join the union once they become eligible is the, the fees. There's a huge annual fee that you have to pay once you join the union and some people are reluctant to you know go ahead and join sag because they're not sure if they will be making enough money to justify well, let me just say something about that uh, having been a union member for 32 years okay there's a there's a fairly large initiation Although it used to be like fifteen hundred to join after, maybe I don't know. When I started, it was a few hundred. I don't wow. know. Wow! Um, and you could just do that off the street. In order to join SAG, you had to have a SAG job, sort of in the way Will mentioned. But in voiceover, you know, if they were hired, if you got a SAG job, then you could became SAG eligible. Um, and but once you are in the union, yeah, you do have dues. They're called right. dues. You have to pay your dues. Mm -hmm. um, and they range based on how much money you make. If it turns out you don't work in a year, like my son is in the union. Oh, what's but he he's Well, he did voice work with me when he was a kid. Oh, right on. But he stopped doing that. So all you have to do is call up the union and say, just put my, um, my membership on hold oh. or whatever they call it cold ice i don't know he just you know and they'll he so if he wanted to come back in i think he would just start paying the dues, the dues whatever again. they are and wow. be active not active he's a non-active member ah. so you don't have to be i i mean i'm 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 so thankful for the union and hate it at the same time to be honest it's cut you know it's very 
there's a lot of issues that, you know, sometimes I have. And, and mine are sound kind of piddly, like, why did they have to spend 45 cents on a stamp and, and, and a, so much time from this person to send me a residual check for three cents? Right. I, is this where my dues are going? I mean, I, I, I would like to see the way they send out residuals. And I'm not complaining about my residuals. I just think it's to it's, see money wasted like that is frustrating. That's an issue I'd like to see them address. Yeah. Because who wants to get a three cent check after you after it's been spent 40, <laughs> yeah. 45 to 50 cents? Like, well, you could have just kind of lumped them together or something. Yeah. But so, you know, there's there's things. But, you know, the union does do a lot of things. It protects child actors from oh, yeah. being, you know, abused, not in a you know, a horrific way, but, you know, to make sure that things yeah. are safe, the environment's safe, they have people out there, you know, because it's, uh, you know, like you said, well, lots of people will do, you know, anything to get in a movie, and, and they can be taken advantage of, and, and the union's out there to, you know, look after people, and, and that's a good thing. Yeah, because at one point I was thinking, when I when I wasn't working here, I was looking at becoming a, an on-site stage teacher because i had the experience for it oh yeah because you have your credential and, right. and you haven't done that in addition to this job and well you have to pick one or the other but, right. but really the, the studio teachers have a yeah. pretty pretty good gig yeah they do um uh, yeah i i became a substitute teacher in california but you have to have like this molt some sort of credential oh, to do a studio subject. yeah teacher and that and they're all and that's funny because some of them mm-hmm. are in the union and some of them aren't, aren't it's it's mm-hmm. it's crazy and it's it's uh oh well yeah. it's the way it is yeah so it's the nature of the business and it's not like we have really really dangerous um conditions in voiceover mm-hmm. <laughs> but they make sure like kids get their school time in right well the state account the state does that right whether you're union or not kids have to you know i work with a lot of kids they have to have you know, they have to have their number of hours rules. reached and everything. Yeah, and the in the union just makes sure that they're only allowed to work so many hours a day. Right. Yeah. But yeah, our conditions aren't like we're working on the swamp thing or whatever in Louisiana, and you know, have to worry about leeches and unsafe conditions. It's usually pretty. Oh, forget good. the leeches. It's the alligators you have to look out for. Yeah. yeah. But hopefully, you know, True. the union also will track down those residuals if you see something's been airing and someone hasn't paid you the the union has people there to help enforce that you get paid properly mm-hmm. see, but that's like any business every any business has its pros and cons and i mean yeah that one is no different and i think uh the technology as technology expands and 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 gets better i think some of the problems or issues i guess you could call them that that uh, may be present with the unions are, are, are going away. I mean, you mentioned getting three cent res- residual checks, which is ridiculous because it costs, obviously costs more money to print and mail that. But with, uh, you know, electronic uh, funds transfers, electronic payments now well, being so that. commonplace, you get, you, you get rid of hey, that. Hey, would you like to run together. for SAG and okay. board? There you SAG. go. There That's you go. Well, that would be the easiest solve for that. Yeah. Well, Are you telling me you're still getting three cent checks? Oh yeah, oh, yeah. I, I have friends of mine that get those. Oh totally. Really? Yeah. I've gotten I'm, two cent checks with one cent taken out in taxes. Yeah, yeah, but this was ten years ago, right? No dear, this is not, no, uh, no, no dear. No, this is 
now. Because you have to remember <laughs> the way, um, well, the way residuals work is you usually start out at a, a high rate, and then as things get rerun, they become less and less. Or if they run right. it, you know, on cable now, which is wow. uh, part of the reason the union is is having a tough time um, because that isn't. It just doesn't pay. Like, you could be on a series now. Like, mm-hmm. when I started, since I'm here as the old relic of the team, uh, You're the sage. There, were, there were only four TV stations, st- four networks. Yep. Uh, yeah. And so when we did cartoons, mm-hmm. uh, Darkwing Duck, Gummy Bears, um, Muppet Babies, mm-hmm. you would do 13 episodes. That would be rerun three times that year. Mm-hmm. And everybody was happy with that because we didn't. You couldn't just YouTube something and see it over again. So it was okay to see it. Mm-hmm. You know, it was a whole different mindset. So we would get paid, and then the second time they ran it, I think we got, or maybe we got the same amount the second time, or fifty percent, and it went down all the way down to thirteen runs. And then after thirteen runs, it would go back to the top, and that's oh, that's how cool. It was. Yeah, but then. Um, and then I don't know. There's all where they figure out the formula. But so we would make a decent amount of money. If you got cast in a cartoon series, even right. though you only did 13 episodes, with residuals, it could amount to maybe $14,000, $20,000 for that year, which is pretty nice working on a show. Right. Um, now... With cable, mm-hmm. you get really excited because maybe you're doing 26 episodes or even, you know, it could be 52, but probably 26. Right. But the the residual, the way they paid now to rerun something, like I worked on a, a special that was a union special, uh, uh, Lego Star Wars, Padawan Menace. It was on Cartoon Network a couple of years ago. Yeah. And I got to be Han Solo, the voice of Han Solo, which was Fantastic! I didn't yeah. even have to audition for it, so I was really thrilled. Uh, you know, uh, we got to hear a sample of that. Ah, uh, uh, what do you say? I got a bad feeling about this. I got yeah. a bad, f- yeah. I was, I was trying to channel my best Harrison Ford as a kid, how he would talk, and he and he was ribbing Yoda all the time, like, "Hey, you got any underwear on under there?" <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> hey, you know your ears are really hairy. Um, and then at the end, he, they think his name's Ian, Ian in the episode because he puts his name right. tag on and his eye flips over at the end. He says, yeah, but my name's not Ian. It's Han. Han Solo. And um, it's funny. Funny funny Lego oh. parody. At any rate, the point is it was made for Cartoon Network. Mm-hmm. Apparently, the cable contract is you can do this. Mm-hmm. They can rerun it as much as oh. they want all weekend long and you do not get paid a penny more. Oh. So ah. it's just a, you know, wow. it sounds glamorous, but in all practicality, yeah. we can't make a living the same way we did way back when. I mean, the people on network oh. television, wow. on those series, God bless them. They are, oh, yeah. make, so there's a huge discrepancy in voiceover work of, you know. Now, is that something that's only for that rule is kind of applied for cable versus a network? Mm-hmm. Okay. Absolutely. Cable never, we never managed to negotiate uh, a decent, because when we started, I was on one of the original, Dumbo Circus was when Disney Channel was just fresh. And I was like, we don't know if cable's going to take off. We don't know. So we don't want to, you know, 
gouge, you know, and then all of a sudden it just exploded. Yeah. And it became impossible to negotiate <sighs> something substantial for the actors, I, I think. That's Ouch. my opinion. Um, it just ran off, and now there's all these other new media, web use, you know. It's just mm. really tough. To, and it's the same thing that happened in the music industry, you oh, know, yeah. with pirating stuff or whatever. I mean, I'm yeah. able to see commercials I did in the early 80s I never thought I'd see again, and I typed it in, and I was blown away. A 7-Up commercial I did with um, Jeffrey Holder. <gasps> You know the the uh, uncola. Yeah. Uh -huh. You know. Yeah. And yes. I, I I revoiced a kid, and all of a sudden I just started bawling. I couldn't believe it because I thought I'd never see that. Because if you <laughs> ever wanted to see your stuff back then, you'd have to request the ad agency send you a, a VHS if they could get it, and they were mm. using you know whatever ginormous inch tape. Right. right. And it was hard to get that stuff, and now it's all over the place. So yeah. th there's no. What is it? Proprietary? No, proprietary Something, stuff. Yeah, right. It's because now it's just public domain. Track. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, if you have something, I mean, even old cartoons or old TV shows, yeah, you can find it online now. Which people are watching gummy bears on YouTube. Mm -hmm. So how are they going to pay us? Right. It doesn't matter. So <laughs> no, not really. So, Katie, I guess that's why we see these like all day marathons on AMC where they show like Breaking Bad all weekend or they show The Walking Dead. I mean, one of the reasons they're doing that is because they don't have to pay residuals or as much in residuals as they used Probably because yeah. it's cable. I mean, those, I mean, I hope, uh, what's his name? The star of Breaking Bad has negotiated a decent oh, I hope so. contract. But as far as getting residuals, unless their agent negotiates with those residuals, and I don't know if it's any different for on camera, it probably isn't. Yeah, it, it's it's not the same. They'll they'll make money, but right for sure, wow. it's just a matter of what you start out with, and I don't know. Yeah, wow. I I didn't know there was a distinction like that. Especially, I mean, I knew with network. Yeah, I knew that there had to be a residual on that because I have a friend of mine who was. Why do you think they're doing reality shows? Yep. Minimal cost. Then on on the networks. Mm -hmm. Because Why are they doing reality shows on the networks? Because it costs them nothing. They're not professional actors. Yeah, they are not are obligated Joe to pay Schmo. residuals. It's a different um, um, animal. Yeah. Plus, those reality actors usually get the the revisits. They get to come back, and then something else spins out of that. But, yeah, from the gate, no, they don't get... No, the production costs involved in a reality show is so different from something scripted. Oh, and yeah. And that's why it's all cable that's doing all the other stuff which is probably owned by whoever owns the network and it, it's just like you yeah. know corporate mm -hmm. bs yeah <laughs> uh, you don't have to use it i mean that's the way it works yeah it's 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 economics mm -hmm. yeah so are reality show actors i don't even know if i should they're call not actors. they're not actors are but can they join the union i mean they're eligible to join sad i right? don't think so I wouldn't see how. It's oh wow! No, it's they're not actors. I mean, it's like a different content. It's almost like if you were shooting a a new like if you're on the news because you you know you held up a Seven Eleven, they're not going to give you a SAG contract. <laughs> uh, we we liked your presence and your ferocity on camera. 
How would you like to be a member? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll do it. And 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 so can you understand the the evolution of mm-hmm. television from our our uh, very intellectual discussion here yeah, today? Yeah. I have a friend of mine who oh, yeah. I mean he's a reality TV producer and I just scratch my head because it, reality TV as far as I'm concerned it's not really unscripted because there is still a script involved it's very scripted i said how can you tell me it's not scripted he said oh it's completely not scripted please i said you're the producer are you not writing something that's going to cause x to occur then it's scripted (laughs) yeah i mean we're it's outlined let's say at least it's outlined yeah it's just a suggestion but oh yeah anyway and they're like the extras well that you just to you know cloak what do you call it hmm Background. Close this conversation. Yeah. Um, you know, background. They'll do anything to be on TV and so oh, reality yeah. people. They're just hoping that somehow it'll lead to something else. Well, well, now, and a friend of mine was just talking about this here at the station. It's the fact that now if you want to be known or noticed, especially like on YouTube, there's, I mean, there's videos on there of someone that it's not entertaining. It's really not. It's actually pretty embarrassing or just silly altogether but the number of views it gets versus something that's actually substantial when you start looking at those i mean think of some weird youtube video you saw and if you ever stop and look at the number of views on it 35 million views andy warhol knew what he was talking about he really did. He, he, I mean, and same thing with ray bradbury it's that the mind drinks less and less because okay what did I'm sorry, go ahead, Roland. No, the mind drinks less and less because now it's not about the quality of it in certain areas. It's that, well, let's get it out there and see if it can rattle the cages, if it's interesting enough. I mean, when you look at reality TV, going to that example, look at the formula of the actors, quote unquote, so to speak. You've got usually a young girl, young guy. Oh, we got to have someone that's gay or homosexual or lesbian or transsexual or transgender and I mean, there's a formula to it. And I mean, after a while, I mean, case in point, Survivor, I watched the first Survivor, said, okay, that was great. But look at how many Survivor series they've made after that. It's still going and people are still sucked in. I said, but the storyline doesn't change. There's nothing there, really. But, eh. For, for our listeners out there, and for me in particular, what, tell me what Andy Warhol said. Well, it's not. Well, everybody in in the future will have five minutes of fame. Yeah. Oh, that's that's his famous quote. Yeah, and you know, it doesn't really, you know, what constitutes art, and as fame isn't necessary. You know, you can be famous, obviously, without right. being very, you know, entertaining or art worthy. Yeah, and I believe that is bringing us to a close for this podcast. Yep, you're right. That's all the time we have for now. Well, thank uh, all of you for joining us. This has been a very exciting discussion. And we will see what you guys have to say about it. Uh, Drop us an email and we'll discuss your uh, notes in our next podcast. Thanks a lot. Until next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Ciao. Original music by Ben Sullivan. Available on iTunes.